With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Base is dropped on a Freestyle Friday. It is a packed show today. We've got uh, Weekend Whip Around coming up after uh, opening kickoff. We have, it looks like, Michael Parkers joining us from our friends at Beyond Goals Mentoring. That is coming up at 9.30. Darren Van Tassel from South Georgia Tormenta joining us at 10 o'clock. And we will go over everything going on on the weekend after Darren leaves us at 10.30. All of the games, all the juice boxes for today where you can see things. Uh, Premier League is back, which means that next week Prem and Proper will be back. And uh, thanks to all of you that have been uh, hanging out with us during the international break. We've made it, and we've got games to pay attention to. I know that everybody's thoughts are about Atlanta United taking on New England Revolution, and uh, we'll get into that as well. We'll tell you how to, to listen to that one, all the viewing habits that are attached, and all that kind of fun stuff. But obviously, uh, first and foremost, you know, once again, just a uh, Keep your keep your thoughts attached to everybody in uh, Southwest Florida, and obviously now with Ian bearing down on Charleston, Myrtle Beach, and then heading inland apparently later today. Uh, keep your thoughts with everybody on the coast of Georgia, everybody from basically uh, Georgia-Florida border and Jacksonville all the way up to Myrtle Beach and beyond. So just keep your thoughts with everybody on the coast with uh, everything uh, with Hurricane Ian and uh, he's been a pain, and it can't be over soon enough. But uh, because of that, last night it was uh, football Thursdays in Georgia for me with high school football, bouncing around for 112 different matchups and a post-game show and a game that went triple overtime. So that was uh, that was fun. It was great to see Calhoun and Cartersville last night, two great football towns showing up and showing out, really. And that will be airing again tonight for those of you that are high school football junkies. Uh, 7.30, uh, Recruiting 2022 at gpbgpb.org and the GPB Sports app. That's going to happen at 7 o'clock. Game rebroadcast, 7.30 postgame show after that, and it's basically a full evening because the game in and of itself went, oh, three and a half hours or three hours. And, uh, you know, we got in, uh, did the postgame show, so it was a good eight-hour block of time. So if you have uh, TV, you want to leave your TV on from like 7 in the evening until 3 o'clock in the morning, you got high school football rebroadcast tonight. There's 30 games tonight, I think, around the state of Georgia. So if you uh, are looking for something to do before everybody kicks back in when it comes to soccer, do that. 
And we'll make that our opening kickoff. Brought to us by our friends at Kickoff Coffee, kickoffcoffeeco.com. Since we have a very busy show, there's your QR code right there for those of you watching on Twitch. Kickoff Coffee CEO, you can follow along on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Reminder, when you get your Kickoff Coffee, use the code Soccer Down Here 15 And what you do there is you get 15% off of your purchase. And then after that, they take 10% of their proceeds, reinvest them into the youth game. Very, very cool stuff from our friends at Kickoff Coffee and kickoffcoffeeco.com. It is that time, uh, since we really don't have any time to waste today specifically, and uh, obviously we've got some news that we'll uh, follow along with a a couple of teams uh, right now uh, that uh, we've got going on with uh, a lot of stuff here. And actually we have Friday night football, and and we'll give you all of your fun facts that are attached to all the matchups and uh, the juice boxes that are attached to them as well. Once again, everybody's back full weekend when it comes to uh, Major League Soccer and the sprint for the last two weeks. So what we will do is we will go ahead. I'm, we really do need some kind of an intro music for this kind of stuff. Uh, tonight, Friday Night Football in Toronto, BMO Field. Toronto FC and Inter-Miami. Uh, we know the scenarios. Uh, Inter-Miami cannot, uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, playoffs with Atlanta United, uh, Columbus, Needs four points or less, and Atlanta needs to win out. Inter-Miami needs three points or less, and Atlanta United needs to win out to get into the postseason, either as the six or the seven seed. So Toronto can actually act as a spoiler tonight. And they're a plus 108 in the composite, courtesy of our friends at Odds Portal. Your draw is basically a plus 300, and uh, Inter-Miami is a plus 206. So your fun facts attached to this one, and it is a normal kick, so it will be uh, local television or national television north of the border, local television back to South Florida. Inter-Miami's won their last four matches. And as we go this morning, once again, give me your predictions that are a part of this whole process as well. Uh, give me your predictions, what your thoughts are. We'll talk about Atlanta and New England in depth toward the end of the show. And to, we'll get pushed. We'll, we will take all of our thoughts and, and lean them into that with all of the news and everything else. But yeah, literally, Freestyle Friday, let it rip in the Twitch pitch. Uh, Inter-Miami is uh, one they've la- won their last four against Toronto FC after the Reds won their first meeting 2-1. Hype train this morning. Thank y'all. Uh, 2-1 in November of 2020. Uh, Toronto's one of two teams, Cincinnati being the other, that Miami's defeated four times in MLS play. Toronto's 4-0 defeat to Orlando City September 17 was the third straight match. It allowed four goals. The fourth team in Major League Soccer history to do so, first in Cincinnati last season, no team has allowed four goals in more than three straight matches in MLS history. And Badger, I yeah, can't believe I'm saying this, but here goes. Go Toronto, eh? Yes, uh, Inter-Miami earned its third road win of the year on September 18, beating D.C. 3-2 at Audi Field. It was the 10th away win in the club's MLS history with all 10 wins going uh, by a one-goal margin. So that is uh, your fun facts with that one. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go with Toronto there. Just because on face value, it's difficult to win in Major League Soccer So on the road. So let's go with Toronto and take the over. So why don't we uh, look at the, the totals quickly when it comes to the, the over-under. Two and a half, a minus 200. Yeah, no. Uh, plus 125 at three and a half. Four and a half, a plus 275. Let's go there. So plus 275, your fours at a plus 218. I could go with the plus 218 with a four, plus four and a half at 275. So I'll I'll go with that when it comes to 
the match in and of itself. All right, tomorrow, obviously it starts at 1.30 with uh, New England and Atlanta. New England, the plus 125. Atlanta's a plus 180. Your draw's a plus 284. This means with a 130 kick, or with a 130 scheduled kick, let's double check to make sure that it is no super hyper mega po- uh, pregame show. It's the Unimas game. So Unimas 2 to NA, normal time, normal kick. So Unimas 2 to NA in English on Twitter, 138. So that means that Mike and Jason will be with you at 1 o'clock to start the pregame show. And they will uh, be with you 92.9 the game. And uh, they'll do a full uh, postgame show after. Uh, we'll, we'll see how full the postgame show is. But you will have a postgame show after. 1 o'clock will be the start of the pregame show from Foxborough with New England and Atlanta. We'll get into that one uh, as we go here this morning. So uh, next one on the board. Colorado and Dallas. Colorado at home, a plus 112. Your draw is a plus 277. Here in the weekend whip around patent pending trademark coming. And FC Dallas is a plus 209 on the board. So fun facts for this one. And this one is also a two to NA match. And they get the super hyper mega pregame show. So it's a 350 kick, 330 air on Unimas 2 to NA and English language on Twitter. FC Dallas defeated Colorado 3-1 at home on April 9th. Dallas is winless in eight straight visits to Colorado, with the last win coming in October of 2014. Rapids have won their last four at home against Dallas, equaling their longest home win streak in the series from 02 to 03, including the playoffs. Rapids unbeaten in seven straight at home, winning four, drawing three, winning the last two in a row. Rapids have won two, seven-match home unbeaten run. Uh, the Rapids have two seven-match home unbeaten runs this season with the only two home defeats of the year splitting the two streaks. FC Dallas has lost only two of its last 12, dating back to mid-July, winning six, drawing four, going unbeaten in their last four, winning two, drawing two. Only match in that streak which Dallas conceded more than one goal was a 4-0 loss at Nashville on August 21st, the club's last defeat. So uh, in that one, hmm, uh, let's go with the Prairie Dogs there at a plus 112. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Charlotte and Philadelphia could be interesting. We'll go ahead and do fun facts here. This one's at 5.30. And uh, Charlotte and Philly, let's double check to make sure that this one has the uh, normal pregame or if it's a super hyper mega pregame show. Normal kick, 5.38 Bank of America, local TV for both. And in addition to the T-shirts that are being given to the first 25,000 fans because of the anticipation of what Ian uh, is still uh, doing and will be churning at that particular time tomorrow afternoon. It looks like they're going to be giving out 25,000 rain ponchos as well. Very good, a very slick move there by uh, Charlotte, pardon the pun. And uh, it looks like also Christian Latanzio is, uh, is going to be signing a three-year deal to be the, uh, instead of uh, interim, they're going to remove the tag and he will be full-time head coach at Charlotte FC. Union defeated Charlotte 2-0 at home on April 2nd in the first meeting between the two. And Union have won their last uh, five matches against the expansion sides after winning just four of the first 15 meetings with MLS newcomers from 2011 to 2018, drawing five and losing six. Charlotte's won consecutive matches for the third time in the club's expansion season, lost following each of its first two win streaks, including a 2-0 defeat to the Union on April 2nd after the first two wins in franchise history. Union's five-match win streak ended with the scoreless draw here in Atlanta back on the 17th. Philadelphia's won 11 of their last 14 
outscoring opponents 46 to 9, which is insane. Plus 37, goal difference is the largest in a 14-match span in single-season MLS history. I think that Ian's going to be uh, wreaking havoc with this game. I'll go draw. I think it'll be a well-earned. I think it'll be a sloppy, nasty, slip-and-slide version of a soccer match at 5.30. So uh, we'll go draw there. 7.30, three matches. CF Montreal's a minus 217 going up against D.C. United. Your draw's a plus 380. D.C. United's a plus 505. Got to go with CF Montreal here. Crew and Red Bulls. This one will be interesting. Crew at a plus 125. Your draws a plus 231. Red Bulls are a plus 219. So once again, let's double check to make sure that this is a normal broadcast. And it appears that it is. It is. Lower.com field. Local uh, local cable on both ends. Bally Sports Ohio and MSG. Red Bulls ended a nine-match winless run at Columbus, drawing three and losing six, including the playoffs. Last season with a 2-1 victory at Lower.com back last October. New York recorded consecutive wins at Columbus just once since the start of the 03 season, winning in April 2012 and May of 2013. Santi Moreno's 95th-minute winner uh, goal for the Timbers to draw against the crew on September 18 were the eighth and ninth points Columbus has dropped 90th minute or later this season. Four wins to draws, one draw to a loss, most in single season in MLS history. Red Bulls lost their last two. Uh, last match, a 2-0 defeat to NYC on September 17. New York has not lost consecutive matches all season, something they've managed twice before in doing so in the 2011 and 2018 seasons. Uh, no Cucho, so I'm going to go with uh, Red Bulls here. So we'll go, with, uh, we'll go with Red Bulls in this one once again to – uh, to help out Atlanta United as well. So we'll go with, uh, we'll, we will go with. Uh... Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will go with uh, uh, Red Bulls. Uh, Cucho Hernandez uh, suspended for offensive language for the match against Red Bulls on October 1st. Uh, Charlotte will be without Christian Fuchs, by the way, for this match and the one October 5th in the midweek against Columbus. Uh, Lalas Abubakar suspended for yellow card accumulation. He will not be a part for Colorado and Dallas. Paul Ariola suspended for his red card last time out for violent conduct, so he will not be in the match against Colorado. Drew Yearwood, uh, second caution, kicking the ball into the stands. He got his two matches, so he will not be available for this one, Northern one against Charlotte. Georgie Mihailovic suspended for yellow card accumulation. Kellen Rowe suspended for a red card dog so, so he will not be uh, active on Sunday. Lucas McNaughton for yellow card accumulation will not be available tonight for uh, Toronto FC. So getting into 
uh, the other matches since we picked Red Bulls. And uh, probably Crew will give up another late goal to make that happen. Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati, Chicago Fire. FC Cincinnati at TQL is a minus 156. Your draw is a plus 332. Chicago Fire are a plus 355. Let's double check to make sure that this match, once again, does not get the super hyper mega pregame show with uh, the activity that uh, can happen sometimes. So uh, checking quickly, of course, when you click on the wrong match, then you're going to get the wrong information. So uh, Cincinnati, Chicago, normal pregame show, local TV back to both. Uh, FC Cincinnati won 2-1 in Chicago May 14th. Third win in seven with the fire. Two draws, two losses with all three wins coming on the road. In fact, only one of the seven MLS meetings has been won by the home side. 3-0 by the fire at home in August of 2020. FC Cincinnati's 1-1 draw with Seattle. Tuesday, 11th straight match avoiding defeat, winning four, drawing seven, the longest streak of the MLS this, in MLS this season. Cincinnati's also won their last two home matches. First set of consecutive home wins in the club's MLS history. Fire have lost only two of their last six road games, uh, winning two, drawing two, and have 13 away points on the season, winning three, losing nine, and drawing four. Chicago's collected more than 13 points on the road just once in the previous eight seasons, dating back to 2014, and that was 16 back in 2017. Let's go draw here. Let's go draw here because of the quick turnaround for uh, FC Cincinnati and uh, Chicago. So we'll take the plus 333 with uh, Cincinnati and Chicago on your draw option. San Jose and Minnesota. San Jose is actually a home favorite at a plus 131. Their draw is a plus 292, and uh, and Minnesota United are a plus 169. Checking in on this one, uh, San Jose. Let's see if it's a normal pregame. It is at PayPal Park. Uh, local TV for both, local cable for both, or, or actually, yeah, local cable for both, simulcast in the Twin Cities, uh, both pay and over the air. San Jose After San Jose won their first four meetings with Minnesota United, Loons are unbeaten in seven straight, winning five, drawing two, back to the MLS's back knockout stages. Minnesota's outscored San Jose 19-7 during that seven-match run. I think that's all we need to see there, so we'll go with Minnesota United. Uh, MLS after dark in Vancouver. Vancouver is actually favored against Austin FC. Vancouver is a plus 125. Your draw is a plus 273. Vancouver uh, hosting Austin, and Austin is a plus 190. Normal kick, 10.08 Eastern. TV for both. Vancouver won both of their meetings against Austin in 2021, including a 2-1 home victory in December. Uh, In September, Austin won the lone meeting between the sides last season, recording a 3-0 home win April 23rd. The only clean sheet by either team in any of the three meetings. Whitecaps have won back-to-back matches for the first time since victories over Sporting and Real Salt Lake in May and June. Vancouver has and managed three straight wins over a year since a four-match run in August and September of 2021. That included two wins over Austin. Austin FC's lost three straight road matches after losing only two of their previous 12 on the road, winning eight of those. Austin has allowed just three goals in their previous Six away matches, winning five of those before conceding eight times in the last three. Let's go wild, crazy draw here that uh, it's going to be all over the board. So uh, I think it's going to take the over once again. So we'll check the total on Vancouver and Austin and see where things stand with those numbers. Over under a threes at a plus 109, which is where things kind of start. So three and a half, a plus 163. I think that's say four at a plus 298. Let's go three and a half, but it wouldn't surprise me if you were over under four as well. 
So uh, over under a four to plus 300. Uh, also on the board for uh, MLS After Dark, got a couple of other matches that are attached to uh, After Dark Hours. We've got one, LAG hosting Real Salt Lake. News out of uh, LA Galaxy yesterday once uh, Chicharito hit a couple of different performance metrics, minutes and uh, minutes and goals. He got the uh, the year renewed on his contract automatically. So Chicharito is going to be around for 2023 for the LA Galaxy. Galaxy at home a minus 143. Your draw is a plus 303. And your uh, RSL uh, number is a plus 355. Once again, in the composite, courtesy of our friends at Odds Portal. So, yes, LA is a uh, definitive favorite here. Normal pregame at Dignity Health Sports Park. Local TV for both. Uh, over the air in Salt Lake. And Joe Titino on the call for Spectrum Sportsnet. RSL's won consecutive matches against the Galaxy following a pair of home wins in September of 21 and April of 22. It's only the third time RSL has won consecutive matches against the Galaxy, including the playoffs, never doing so in three consecutive meetings. Galaxy have lost only one of their last nine, winning four, drawing four, including winning the last two in a row. It's been over two years since L.A. last won three straight league matches, last doing so in the first four matches following MLS's back in August and September 2020. RSL has just one point from their last four matches, losing three, drawing one, losing both road matches in that span by a combined 5-0 score. RSL's only win in its eight road matches since the start of June, 2-1 victory at Seattle, August 14th. They lost five, so let's go with LAG here. And that will get you through your Saturday, Sunday, four matches before everything kicks back in in the midweek. NYC and Orlando City. This one should be interesting. First and foremost, let's see which stadium it's going to be played at, considering the revolving chairs that uh, that is NYCFC home matches. And it is at Red Bull Arena. That's your first question. So 108 kick normal TV. Uh over the air in Orlando, Cable in the Tri-State. Orlando picked up just their second win in 12 with NYC when the sides met on August 28th, drawing five, losing five, including a penalty shootout win, getting the win 2-1. NYC scored 13 straight games against Orlando, equaling their longest scoring streak against any opponent. Columbus Crew from 2015 to 2019. NYC's 2-0 Derby win over Red Bull September 17th, their second win in their last 11. NYC's kept a clean sheet. Each of those two wins is it hasn't won a match in which it conceded a goal since a 4-2 win on July 9 against the Revs. Last five wins were shutouts. Orlando City lost their last away match 5-1 at Philadelphia, just their fourth away defeat of the season. Only Columbus, with three, has fewer road losses in 2022. Lions have never lost fewer than seven road games over a full season, excluding 2020, prior to this year. So let's go with NYC uh, once again on the minus side. At a minus 125, so we'll go with NYC there for the early game at 1 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. 3 o'clock, Portland and LAFC. This one is interesting. Portland is a home dog at a plus 175. Looking at uh, the other numbers in that one, your draw option, plus 274, LAFC is a plus 131. Fun facts, normal pregame, by the way, eight minutes kicked in. ABC, big ABC. And ESPN Deportes. Timbers haven't lost any of their last six meetings uh, with LAFC, winning three, drawing three. Longest such streak against the black and gold. I feel like uh, Dave Denholm there in Major League Soccer. All three wins in that streak coming by one goal margins. I think that happens again in this one. 
Timbers enter October unbeaten in five straight. Never doubt Gio Savarese. We talked to Dylan Butler about that on Wednesday, winning four of those. Since returning from the international break in June, Portland has lost just twice with only one. Uh, Cincinnati with one, losing less often, while the Timbers 31 points in that time are tied for fourth most in MLS behind Philly, Montreal, and LAFC. LAFC's won seven of their first 11 road games with those 22 points third most in Major League Soccer through August 6th. Since then, LAFC just has 1.5, more than Austin and San Jose, who have none in that time. So let's go with Portland again. Here come the Zombie Timbers. Let's go Zombie Timbers in that one. Uh, Five o'clock, Sporting Kansas City, Seattle Sounders. And as we look at that one, uh, Sporting is a plus 112, which I find interesting. You have a draw at plus 254, Seattle at a plus 227. Uh, we'll catch up with Nico Moreno. Sorry we missed each other yesterday, but we'll catch up with Nico later today for f- Thursdays with Nico on a Friday. And we will get his thoughts on this match as well. And uh, you look at uh, Sporting and Seattle. Super Hyper Mega pregame show, 525 kick. So it's a 5 o'clock start for programming at Children's Mercy Park, 525 kick. Uh, Seattle beat Sporting 3-0 at home on June 25th, largest win over Kansas City in Major League Soccer. Seattle hasn't recorded multiple wins against Sporting in a single season since 2011, hasn't won consecutive games against them since May 2013 through March 2014. Sporting unbeaten in a season-best six straight, winning four, drawing two, including winning the last two. Sporting has as many points in those six, 14, as they did in their previous 15 league games, winning four of those dating back to late May. Seattle's won only two of its last nine, drawing two and losing five, following the 1-1 draw with Cincinnati Tuesday. 40 points, two matches remaining. Sounders are guaranteed to have the fewest points over a full season in the club's MLS history, their previous low, 47, in the 30-game season back in 2009. It ain't looking good. Uh, Kansas City's found their offense, and uh, Seattle on short rest, I don't know. So we'll keep an eye on sporting. I think Sporting gets this one, and I think that uh, Seattle's season, for all intents and purposes, is over. Last game on the board, Nashville and Houston at Geotis, 8.30 Eastern time. So we will check once again and see what the uh, juice box is here. Normal pregame, 8.38, local TV on both. Nashville and Houston defeated the other once in Houston. Uh, while the other meeting in Nashville is a 1-1 draw in September 2020, the only team to visit Nashville more than once and never lose is Minnesota United. Nashville's unbeaten in a season-long six straight games, winning four. Dynamo's 3-1 defeated LAFC was their 19th loss in their 24 road games, winning three and dating two back to August of 2021. I don't think we need to go any further. So I think we're going to go with Nashville here at a minus 208. Your draw is a plus 338, and your... A number on Houston is a plus 536. And because I heard the magic sound in the green room, I know that somebody's there. And that means it's time to run this particular open on a Friday. What's up, Cap? What's going on, John? How are you? You tell me. You're the star of the show because uh, you, you were called away on uh, national team duty before uh, before we were uh, set to pair up last time. Completely understandable because there was stuff that uh, those who have worn the crest of the Stars and Stripes and you know, kind of keeping paying attention to. And that's the first thing that I want to get into with you. Uh, so how was it being 
an interested, invested party in having to analyze at the same time something where you wanted a result to happen. And that, did you did you get to keep the did you keep the professional face? Was the heart on the sleeve? What was going on with the U.S. match last week? Yeah, it was rough. I mean, you hate to analyze a, a game or be a part of it when it's bad, right? It's it's not fun. I don't like criticizing other players um because i know obviously what goes into it and there's good days and bad days and you just never want to come across as like the old guy that's just you know bashing my, young guys back in my day yeah exactly um like so many of these guys had already had way better careers than me so who am i to judge them but at the same time i mean Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was disappointing. Both games. Um, you know, we weren't able to get out of the press against Japan. We weren't really able to break down Saudi Arabia when they were deep in the second game. You know, I know people say, oh, well, at least it was better in the second game. Well, it was better because Saudi Arabia let us have the ball. Um, we didn't do much with it. Um, you know, so that's that's not great uh, with the, it being the last two games leading into the World Cup. All right. So let's turn it into a mentoring uh, question here. You know, when you get into situations and I mean, you can apply it to if you were in the room with the, the men's national team, if you want. But there are there are times where. There is an expectation going in from the external factors where a lot of folks will sit there and say, well, you know, hey, you're better than them. You should do X, Y and Z. And then the result doesn't go the way that everyone, including yourself, anticipated here. How do you build from a negative result as a mentor, but not be negative about it? It comes uh, the, the constructive criticism and building into it. How difficult is that to, to learn as a skill, as a mentor in talking to other individuals where an event like that might happen? Very difficult um, because there's, there's a few things going on. Like one is you can't have success without failure, right? You, you, it's, it's almost impossible. Um, and, and so failure is key and, and it's key because it's op the best opportunities to learn, right? It keeps you grounded and it keeps you, uh, always wanting more, always wanting to learn and using those opportunities to find out, okay, what went wrong? You know, what went wrong for us? What went wrong for me on the day? Um, right. So there, that's number one, but number two is we also 
want to focus on positives. So in any loss um, or any bad performance, there was good things, right? It was not bad for 90 minutes. And so we like to try and train the brain to focus on the good things first and say, okay, even though we lost or even though we weren't happy about our performance, what did we do well, right? What can we take away from this game that, that, that was good, that was positive? Um, and then, okay, what can we learn from to help us in the future, right? What didn't go well? What can we learn from and, and how do we use that? And, and there's a fine balance between doing those two things because, you know, we don't want to focus on the negative all the time, um, but we do need to learn and it's good opportunities to learn. And so I think for the national team, it's um, a good time to have this learning experience. Obviously, you wish you had it a little bit earlier, maybe um, not the two games leading into the world cup, but um, it provides an opportunity to learn from to like, okay, we didn't do well with a team that presses us. So what happens if England presses us, right? How can we do better? Uh, and what happens if Wales sits back like Saudi Arabia, how can we break that down? Um, you know, so that those are good uh, learning experiences, good video to show um, because there were a couple a few good things here and there. Right. Um, you know, at least you get the shutout in, in the second game. So, you know, there's building blocks, but um, not losing the confidence in the group is going to be key, right? The, the guys need to remain bought in um, because it's the only choice they have at this point, right? You're, you're not changing things leading right into the World Cup, right? So hopefully they stay bought in. Hopefully the confidence remains high. And at the same time, you've got to tune out all of the, the negativity that's attached to it because – the, the days after, the, the next day after, days after, regardless of which result we're talking about here, I mean, it is, it is pitchforks and tiki torches, you know, storming the gates of the castle because of all of the, the negativity. So how difficult is that to sit there and understand, A, that, yes, this noise is around us, but, B, understanding that there are individuals mentors slash coaches slash whomever that have our best interest at heart to where we don't get wrapped up in the negative message and focus on the larger task at hand. Because once again, that seems like it's a very difficult balance as a player because you're going to read the paper, you're going to read social media, you're going to sit, see those elements that are there, but you've got to tune it out. And it's a delicate balance. I would think for mentors, mentees, players, anyone that's attached to a situation, knowing how important it is to a large group of folks. Definitely. And, and, and that's where the pressure comes from, right? I mean, those guys were under tremendous pressure these past two games. They're all fighting for a spot to get onto the plane to, to Qatar, right? And, and that is in itself a lot of pressure. Um, that's it, It's not an excuse because you know, obviously they're going to play under huge amounts of pressure at the World Cup. Uh, and, and so they need to learn how to deal with that and, and still play up to their standards. Um, but yeah, of course, everyone, everyone has an opinion. All right. Every fan thinks they know who should play and what, how they should play and um, why so-and-so shouldn't be included. Right. Or what Greg Berhalter needs to do. Um, you know, that's the nature of sports and, and, it, it gets everyone involved and everyone's interested, which is great. And that's the beauty of the World Cup, right? There's going to be millions and millions of people here in the U.S. that are interested in the team and how they're doing and what they're doing. Uh, and that's fantastic. But as a player, yeah, of course, you can't listen to it. I mean, I would advise those guys to not even be on social media. Like once, once from the roster announcement through the World Cup, like 
you know, you take, take two months off social media, right? It's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. Unless, unless you're very, very strong mentally or, or don't actually read it. But like you said, it's very, very difficult. Um, I would just completely stay off of it. How long did it take you to gain that mental strength to where you could be a, a reference point for those who might be seeking that kind of a counsel? Or is it still something that even for you on the other side of a playing career now as a mentor that is still a work in progress? How long did it take you to to get everything in its proper context? Yeah, it, it took some time, right? I mean, I think it was different back when I started playing, there was no social media, but there was um, like chat boards, like big soccer um, online chat room type stuff. And Dan um, Shaughnessy at the Boston globe. <laughs> exactly. Um, Personification you know, get out of my yard guy for a newspaper columnist. <laughs> exactly. We were stuck reading the newspaper. Uh-huh. Um but you know, I think as, as a young pro, I even read those things and, and you're interested and you want val- validation of your performances, you know, and you want people to like you and think that you're great and things like that. Um, but I think at some point you realize like a lot of the people that are, are commenting on these things are kids, right? They're teenagers, they're uh, washed up athletes, they're um, guys that have never kicked a soccer ball, they're you know, it's just people with opinions that, um, you know, are loud sometimes or, or they enjoy the sport and want to have conversations about it, even though, you know, it, it's not healthy for the athlete to hear it. Right. And, you know, and I saw this one thing one time with uh, Robinson Cano, a, a baseball player for the Yankees. And it was they, they found all these they interviewed all these people um, and they were asking them about Cano and how they were all saying how bad he was. He was having a bad season, right? And they all, how bad he was, this, that, this, and that. And then they brought Cano out of, out <laughs> and met these people. Like, right? They'd have somebody say something bad and then they'd bring him out right away just to say hi. And, and the people were so nice to him face-to-face, you know? And it was just, you know, such a a, a good example of, of like social media and people's opinions and stuff because they, they would talk tough behind a, a keyboard but in reality if, if somebody was talking bad about uh, Pulisic but they had an opportunity to get an autograph or meet him or talk to him right they, they'd want they'd love to they'd want to and they'd support him uh so you know it takes time to to realize those things but um you know those little interactions helped me what about using it as fuel do do you do you and your peers use that as fuel at the same time it's like well you know i'll show you you know you you wrote that about me and i'll show you but i would think that that's also another double-edged sword because you probably could get too into that idea and it counteracts the idea of the the team success where you want to show something and then you press and go over that bar and wanting to show somebody who is a keyboard warrior what really needs to what really is going on with you yeah, I think it's important that the fuel, it doesn't come from the keyboard warriors, right? I think that when athletes use fuel, I think most of them are using it from more uh, in tune people, right? Like national writers, um, co- coaches, um, per- personal example, right? When I got traded to Atlanta, um, I was not happy with Burhalter at all. Like I, I didn't want to be traded, Um you know, 
we didn't see eye to eye and I was upset and mad about it. And so I was absolutely extra motivated um, when I got down to Atlanta, especially when I played against uh, Columbus. Um, right. That, that's a, one small example of like, you know, hey, no, I'm going to show you, um, you know, so right. I think athletes do use that. Um, but usually that's in the context of like, you know, if Matt, Matt Doyle writes something bad about somebody, you know, that they're more likely to see than hopefully, you know, a, a keyboard warrior. And, and I admit, you know, I'm sure that we all in our manner, way, shape, form or career, we sit there and we'll see something and it'll rankle us the wrong way. When it comes to generational differences, are the younger players today more in tune with that? Do they get it? Do they slough it off? Or how do they respond? How do the younger players of today respond to stuff like that, where I'm sure that you and I would sit there and you know, it's like, you know, if we were younger, yeah, let's go out back and we'll settle it, you know, that way. How are the younger players when it comes to that kind of stuff are you seeing? Uh, it, it's across the board, um, but I'd say that they're more in tuned right now, um, you know, and, and that's just because of social media, I think, right? It's just more access. It's more in your face. It's more judgments. It's it's more out there um, and more opportunities to read it, right? You, you had to go out of your way when I was a young pro to to hear this stuff, right? You had to actually pick up a newspaper. You had to do something, right? Not just, you know, open up your phone and, and, and see something. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think it's way more prevalent, um, you know, but, you know, they're, they're learning skills that we didn't have to learn. Right. And, and it's helping them. Um, so I do think there is that edge of like um, toughness that they are developing at a younger age or need to develop at a younger age than we did um, that hopefully will benefit them in the long run. Do you and Greg as mentors learn from your mentees, especially when it comes to that generational divide, when it comes to, you know, uh, describing something in a certain way or something like that? How, how, how much of mentoring is a two way street for you guys? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And you know, I think that it's, it's important to continue to learn and, and by learning, I'm not just meeting reading books or, or, you know, studying stuff, but yeah, actually having these conversations with kids, like I, I learned stuff from my own kids. Right. Um, you know, I think it's important for them to know that we don't know everything. We're not perfect. Everything that we say is not ideal for everyone that's out there. Right. Everyone reacts to things differently. And, and, and some kids really impress us with, um, how strong they are and how, uh, how well they're able to bounce back from some uh, bad things and poor things. And, and we see the other side too of kids that, you know, really struggle, even though they're good players, they struggle with confidence. So, um, you know, these are all opportunities for us to learn of, okay, what, what, what can you do in a situation like this? What can you do in a situation like that? What can help a kid? Um, and, and finding, like I said earlier, not, not every person reacts the same way to, to, certain situations right and how do you get through to kids that are, are dealing with certain situations um and, and what they're going through personally um but and, and that's the beauty of it is every situation is so different and that's why we try and go in open open-minded and not with like a, okay we're going to work on this 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 right it's it's more um pertained to the individual yeah, the, the fluid lesson plan, I think that is probably one of the, the better ways to describe it. What was the last thing that you learned from your kids? 
Um, what have they taught? Well, language is always <laughs> yes a lesson. Um, but I don't know. My my kid was doing a uh, my son was doing a uh, social studies project the other day, and uh, God, what was it on? I can't. Um, oh, it was just on on Europe. He had to research Europe, and he's doing all these facts and stuff. And he was like, "Dad, did you know this?" Um, and I was like, "No, I didn't." Oh. He was talking about the size of some countries, and then he was talking about the Alps and how many countries it was in. And I was like now it's it can't be in like seven countries or something like that like mount, the big mountain range and you know just little things like that um you know that i'm like no i didn't know that and you know i think as as adults it's okay to tell our kids like yeah i don't know i don't know the answer i don't know this um like i don't know everything um you know and they give me some grief every now and then but it's okay well because i think that we're predisposed i, I think to to those that are that are younger than us to sit there and and come across as Yes, we are. We are omnipotent. You know, we know everything. We're like Orson from Mork and Mindy. You know, the the the, the Wizard of Oz kind of a thing, where we have the, the we have giant brain, and there there is a lot of stuff in there. And, and I think that that's probably something that you know has has come along over time. That it's okay to say that you don't know. It's okay to to sit there. It's okay not to be okay when it comes to your emotions and to your mental makeup, but it's also okay to sit there and say, no, I don't know. And then yep. it's okay for that two way street of learning to continue regardless of who's the teacher in that case. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, and that's a good, absolutely a good lesson for the kids, right? It's important for them to know, like they don't have to know everything right on and off the field in the classroom. You don't need to know everything, but you have to be open to learning if you don't know. Um, yeah. That's, that's that's a key for life, right? Being open um, to hearing some criticism, to hearing some coaching, um, and that's uh, that's a constant um, skill that people need to continue to work on. Okay, uh, we've got like you know close to ten minutes left here. I, I want to get into what we're looking at with Atlanta United, with only two matches left. But look at it from that, that mentoring prism and a couple of the ideas that are attached to it. The idea of the must win and the pressure that's attached to that. Right now, we know Atlanta United, they've got to win their last two. Focusing on that, and I guess this we can take this in a couple of different stages. The idea of focusing on the task in front of you and not worrying about stuff you can't control. When it comes to discussing that kind of stuff with your mentors, I know we all want to control because we're all competitive. We want to control as many aspects of our life as possible. We want to control everything, even though we can't. Mm -hmm. What are those conversations like with your mentees about just take care of what's going on in front of you? What happens around you that you can't control? You can't worry about what are those conversations like? Yeah, it's 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 controllables and uncontrollables. And I was just having a conversation the other day with the, uh, with the young man and he's a defender and he was talking about how his team's struggling to score goals. And, you know, they've, they've got some big games uh, this weekend. He said, well, I'm not sure we're going to be able to score, though. And I said, well, hey, you can't control um, if you guys score all the time. Right. Hey, maybe you can make a run and, and have um you know, an effect on the offensive side of the game, right? But typically not. So um, you can't control that, right? But you can control how you play, how you 
your impact on the team, right? How you guys are able to keep the ball out of the back of the net, right? And give yourself the best chance to, to get a result. Um, you know, and, and it's similar, right? Atlanta United is now in a position due to their own performances throughout the season that they don't control their own destiny. And, and it is what it is right now. Um, you know, and, and so the only thing that you can control is winning your games. And, if the pieces fall, they fall. And if they don't, they don't. Um, but to give yourself the opportunity, you have to do your own job and, and their job is to win. And I think that, you know, you hate early on in a season to say, oh, this is a must win because like you said, of the pressure aspect, um, you know, but it, it, it is a fact now, like it is a must win if, if they have a chance of, of making the playoffs. And, and sometimes that pressure uh, is a good thing for some players um, and some teams, it it's a recognition of, okay, I have this pressure on me. I, and I have pressure because there's expectations and I need to play up to that expectation today. Um, you know, it, it's important for me. It's important for the team. And, and sometimes it brings out an extra amount of focus and uh, intensity uh, that sometimes is lacking, you know? So, not all pressure is bad pressure. We try and talk with our, our mentees about, and so it's using this pressure in a uh, in a good way to say, okay, hey, the performance needs to um, equal the, the the pressure, uh, and so it is what it is right now uh, in their in their regard for Atlanta United. Who are some of the best teammates that you had? that dealt with pressure situations and thrived on it? Who were good examples of that with you and around you? Yeah, I always say that um, Clint Dempsey and Joseph were two guys that had elite um, mind frames of like, they were really good people to be in the locker room with, good guys, you know, can talk to and stuff like that. And they go across the line and they completely change their mentality, right? They are just different people because once they get on the field, they will do whatever it takes to have success. It, it does not matter who you are, what's in their way. If it's a training, if it's a game, you know, if it's a preseason game, if it's an MLS cup, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and those two guys um, were two, two of the best that I ever saw do it consistently. Like I said, it didn't matter if it was a preseason game or a World Cup game. Right? Clint Dempsey was going to be the same person no matter what. Yeah. And, and so I think when you have that mentality, right, there's the pressure means there is still pressure, but they don't they don't fear it. Right. They thrive on it. Um, you know, and, and Joseph was the same way. There was tremendous amounts of pressure on Joseph, uh, even when I was playing, to score goals. Like, we needed him to score goals. Um, and he was the, you know, had the most goals in the three years that, you know, I, I was with him in, in MLS. So, you know, he, he just thrived on it. Um, you know, and, and then there's other guys, like um, some older players, I don't even know if everyone would know the names like Steve Ralston, who had a demeanor kind of similar to mine um, where he just didn't get rattled. Um, you know, Steve just understood his strengths. He understood his game. Um, you know, he was a veteran at the time I played with him, and every game was just consistent level of Steve Ralston, you know, one of the best players to ever play in MLS. 
So then let me ask you this, when it comes to environment in a must-win situation, New England currently out of the playoff picture, not a whole lot to play for except for spoiler, Atlanta heading into an environment where I doubt very seriously the lower bowl will be full in Foxborough, so the environment might be neutral for you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily something that you can thrive off of unless there's – you know, uh, you know, you know, Johnny from, you know, Johnny from the, the South Bay who took the hour drive and he's going, come on, Revs, you got this one. You got this one. It's all under control. You know, one of those kind of things. You're not really going to be facing a most hostile environment. It might be a neutral environment and you've still got to get your work done. Does does not having that energy to feed off of make it just as difficult sometimes? It can. Uh but I think that's more in the middle of the season when you, you're kind of just in it and it's uh, the grind, right? Then it's nice to have that crowd. It's nice to have that pick you up. It's nice to have that energy. Um, but in a situation that Atlanta United is in with a must-win situation, I would hope that it didn't matter if it was an empty stadium or 100,000 people right? The performance would be the performance, right? You're not banking on needing any extra motivation um, or energy because of the situation that you're in. Uh, and and I, I know that New England's got nothing nothing to play for, um, but God, every season we see these types of games where even it, it's, you know, a team that's fighting for seeding you know second third and you're playing a team that's already out of the playoffs and somehow the team out of the playoffs gets a result and you know a lot of these guys are fighting for contracts for next season uh, whether they're with new england or anybody else in the league you know so there's a lot to play for on the individual level and for those guys in new england so it's not going to be easy and hopefully um, the guys on atlanta understand that and know that then Martin from Holyoke sitting there going, come on, Parkhurst, what's the matter with you over there? You got to get it going on. Uh, and, and I mean, it's just it, it's it's a must win situation. You've got to tune everything else, you know, like Martin from Holyoke. You have to tune him out and focus on on what's going on in front of you. And what does your gut tell you about this road trip to a place that can be difficult in a difficult situation? My, uh, my gut feels good about it. I mean, they, they, they're coming off positive results. Um, you know, that, that, that game against Philly was the, probably the best performance I've seen uh, Atlanta United play this year. Um, it's really unjust that they didn't get three points. Um, you know, but the performance was very good. Um, and, and so hopefully that gives them confidence. I know it was a couple of weeks now, um, but, you know, I think they're unbeaten in three, you know, coming off of good performances. So um, the confidence should be there, um, you know, and you never know what's going to happen, right? There's still a chance. So, you know, you win this game, Columbus, you know, here in Ohio is under a ton of pressure, um, you know, Miami, I don't see it. Uh, so, you, you never know. Uh, so I, I like their chances to go in there and win this weekend, but uh, it's not going to be a steamroll. Uh, that, that's for sure. All right. So uh, with the high school season, you've got training going on right now with high schools, colleges underway. What's going on with beyond goals with you and Greg these days? 
Uh, we've been really busy on the individual level. Um, August and September were the two busiest months for us um, that we've ever had. Uh, so as far as signups and, and, and meeting with individuals and, and doing sessions. Uh, so that's that's been keeping us really busy. Um, I think I had mentioned last time that I'm coming down for a couple different events um, in, in a couple of weeks. I'm actually I think I'm going to get down there for the for the uh, home finale and then uh, the lead up from that into the events of that next week uh, for beyond goals. So uh, excited about that. Excited to get back down for, for a game. It's been a while. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. No doubt about it. And it will be great to see you, especially for the Madness Decision Day and what it hopes to bring. At MF Parkhurst on the Twitters with the uh, the fuzzy background, so he's not telling us where he is this morning. <laughs> Just nothing cool behind me. I, I got out of the office. I was comfortable where I was this morning, so I stayed put. There you go. At BG Mentoring, uh, Cap, as always, it's great to, uh, great to see you uh, from a virtual distance, and it'll be great to see you down here for Decision Day. Thanks, as always, for... Uh, letting us know about mentoring, what you and Greg are doing with Beyond Goals and, and helping out not just the next generation, but folks above and below the where we are in the, in the chronology. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always fun to see you, my friend. Likewise, John. Thanks. Have All a great right. Weekend. You too. Michael Parkhurst and Beyond Goals. So Michael Parkhurst, uh, it's, it's always great to, to catch up with him. And, you know, it is uh, very, very cool to, to kind of be able to, to pull back the curtain and, and get his feedback on things that we see with Atlanta United, but at the same time apply them to the mentoring aspect of things. And so it's, it's really uh, it, these conversations for me, they're great to have with both Greg and, and with, with Michael on a, on a weekly basis with our friends. That's your, your Friday free kick from our friends at Beyond Goals at BG Mentoring on Twitter, at MF Parkhurst and the Twitterless Greg Garza, I believe uh on the twitters but uh once again very very cool that we get to spend time with them and uh, discuss things and so uh this is fun it's it's almost it was almost a hot tag you know it's like when you're in the the wrestling the wrestling business and the the tag team partner it's like he sees the guy and he's going to reach for the tag and he goes long so since i don't have a special opening for it i'm just going to go ahead and add this individual to the stream, Darren Van Tassel, hanging out with us from South Georgia, Tormenta. And uh, so I know that we've been discussing things from the absolute beginning about the growth of of the, the franchise. And this week, it's another one of those fantastic steps. And by the way, the photos that have been released with the uh, uh, now was the Tormenta Magenta in the sunset. Was that planned as a part of the photos? We have heavily connections here, John. Absolutely, they were alive and well. Uh, the sunset was was our storm before the storm, no doubt about it. 
So, you know, when you look at everything and, you know, as you and I are talking about the USL League One, and I know that yeah. we'll be getting into that over the next, you know, half hour here. When you look at how USL League One has been growing, how you look at how South Georgia Tormenta has been growing over, over you know, since day one, since, you know, we've been looking with each other. We've been yeah. taking the same yeah. walk for six years. <laughs> when you look at this now where Tormenta Stadium it is you're you're pulling back the curtain. Folks are coming in. This is that next stage of the development. You got folks on your real estate. Yeah. It's your turf, and it's a part of this. I mean, have you had time to sit there and go, man? We've really done a lot in a very short period of time. You know, we sat with the front office, the players, and the coaches after the game. No, we we had a little scrimmage on Wednesday. Is, is what you're alluding to, and, and and the listeners may not fully appreciate all that. And we sat afterwards and. And it was a this massive just ex, piece of exhaustion, I think, just came out for, from each of us. It's a spot. Um, I think as much as anything, we built a, a – it's the only professional um, stadium, I think, south of Atlanta. If I get if I can push that, at least in, in our state, it's certainly only one in, in, in South Georgia where a pro sports team now has its own home. Right. Uh, that that alone is a statement. Um, we're, we clearly are are pleased about that. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch this thing open up in various um, phases, and um, and clearly we can get amazing um, sunsets here. And it's just surrounded by a lot of the trappings that you love to see. You know, the lights, the light, the light poles, the light shows, the digital boards, all the readers, um, great sound system, and you know, some people open up with uh, games. You know, they do a preseason and kind of walk into it. We're opening up, playing the uh, <laughs> flips at the top of the table in a, in a chase. So it's going to be pretty epic uh, this weekend. I mean, you you look at you look at everything, and I know that obviously uh, battling COVID nineteen, you know, pushed things mm-hmm. in. You know, adjusted your timelines and things like that. But you know, it has been. It has been cool for those of us who have driven past and have, have taken the left-hand turn to come off of I-16 mm-hmm. and, and see what's been going on. Do you have pinch-yourself moments still when you get to mm-hmm. this stage when it comes to everything that's going on? A lot of that's happening today um, since we're all sort of battling, you know, barricading with a hurricane. And right. it's like we're going to get very little of it here and – Unfortunately, our friends in Charleston, Wilmington look like they might take the brunt of it. But um, so we've, we've been kind of in a pause day already. Um, it seems like one of those days off from school. Yeah. Um, and so we're really catching up on some things today. But that reflection really is, is kicking in. Um, it's definitely kicking in today. Yeah, we're pinching ourselves. And I, I don't think any good entrepreneur rests very long. And so we're trying to always, you know, think about. All right, what did I miss? What I got to keep going and, and 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 all of that. But what a fun thing to be able to control our own facility. And, you know, you can't take that part for granted when you're running a pro team. When you look at USL League One and how mm-hmm. it has grown alongside you in this entire process, uh, what are some of your takeaways on the league itself and your place in it as this very special market, the smallest market that has a professional mm-hmm you know, sports franchise and you're doing all of these things. What's it been like to see that as a part of the growth of the league? Yeah. Everybody's so good in this league. Oh my gosh. The level of play is I think uh, 10 times higher than any of us um, 
guests. We we probably had some aspirations about this. Everybody is 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 just good on the field. Um, and then what we're all also working on is making sure we have the the facilities that match our our level of play. And uh, we've had a great pitch to play in. Great partners at the university with where Georgia Southern is. Um, time to get our own. And um, now 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 we're here. You know, it's a nice moment when we're done. Um, we will have as good as a facility around. We're not going to be uh, as big as the bins and and, um, and and doing all those things. But from a pitch standpoint um, and just from all the amenities that come with uh, pro soccer, it's going to be great. Hey, listen, the other night, the second half of our scrimmage, we just scrimmaged our academy and our guys, our academy guys were <laughs> together. They were linked. They were they played fantastic. I don't think there was a fan in watching us who were like, wow, um, there's our future pros right there. And, you know, it takes so long to get that piece right um, on the personnel side and have an academy that can constantly be replacing. Um, I think that was one of the great takeaways in addition to how big and nice the um, temporary locker rooms are and, and the light show, much less how good the pitch is. Well, and uh, a question from uh, Jason Nixon, the Twitch pitch. What's mm -hmm. capacity right now in its current iteration? We're right about 3,000, a little more. We could probably do about 35, 3,600 standing room in a couple spots where we can put folks. It's big. Um, by the time we're done, it'll be at 5,300. Um, and, and again, watch it growing in those phases are, are going to be nice. Um not a bad seat in the house, but you know most great venues and smaller venues can uh, can certainly say so. When you when you mentioned the growth of Tormenta, I mean you, you mentioned the academy element of it. Mm -hmm. You've got USLW where you've got your first star on a crest. I mean you got your first star on a jersey. Mm -hmm. It gives me cold chills just you saying that out loud. Keep keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but you you look at the growth of of USLA, USLW, you get your first mm -hmm. championship in a packed environment in Minnesota, going up against uh, one of the top teams in the league in Minnesota, Aurora. A and, you know, we've always kind of had the, the mantra here in the in this part of the country that the South's got something to say. Well, Tormenta mm -hmm. is the personification of that, I think, from everything that you and uh, the boss, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Petra, have been able to build since day one. You've had this vision. You've had this idea. And in each individual stage, whether it's W, whether it's A, whether it's League One, League Two, it's this, you know, this big push from a bunch of different channels about making something that's three-dimensional. It wasn't just it wasn't mm -hmm. just one with one thing. It's been a three-dimensional approach looking at the larger picture for growth, though. It's always fun for me to to, to be, be reminded of just how much you followed the club and, and, and from the journalist side, you know, I, I think that the public interacts with us because of facilities and wins and losses and, and teams. Um, we've been very patient with growing a culture here, nature and I have, and, and, and everybody connected to us. And, and, and there's no CEO around who doesn't hope that their culture can sustain all of those things that you're talking about and that the culture of the, and the climate of the club, um, can, can do all of that. It was the single most critical thing for us for anything else to happen on the days where we don't have the culture, right? It hurts. And there's some days that that happens and, and you have to respond to it. Um, in, in, in the way that, that, that fixes it. Um, 
but there are many of those days I'm, I'm happy to say on the culture side. Um, and then that bleeds into championships and wins. And, and in our case, it's now um, seeing those facilities um, come, come together. You know, for those that aren't sort of fully aware of, of where we are, that it's part of a larger development process where the, the it's the, the commercial side and residential side and, and the growth of the university are all surrounding where our stadium build is. So um, there are lots of, lots of eyes on it. Um, because we delayed the game one day to Sunday where um, the first team was going to now play Richmond on the Sunday evening instead of Saturday as scheduled because of the hurricane. Um, I, I think we're going to have a lot more eyes on us, yeah. um, certainly television-wise. I think there's a lot more people going to turn in um, and, and watching that and, and probably even more locally um, who are going to um, they're very interested in what we're doing. Um, and you turn the lights on and, and that happens. And by the way, I don't know what marketing genius took a team whose nickname is essentially Storm in English and created a hurricane <laughs> named after our head coach. But Exactly. Uh, that's some good stuff. You can't pull this off and hearts go out to where Hurricane Ian has really left some devastating blows. But you can't you just can't market and write this script much better. Uh, owner and president of South Georgia Tormented, Darren Van Tassel, hanging out with us here on Soccer Down here on a Freestyle Friday. And uh, big moment, the uh, the first stages and uh, Tormenta Stadium is going to be right there for folks starting Sunday. Obviously, weather pushes it back from the, the normal massive Saturday that you have in USL League One across the board, pushing it to Sunday. So just a reminder, Sunday for Statesboro and the unveiling of Tormenta Stadium for for those who got tickets and are getting to to wander in and for those that are going to be looking at the game on the 15th as their opportunity mm -hmm. to come in for the regular season finale what can folks expect when they wander in and are going to be a part of this experience in its first stages and the unveiling what can folks expect to see well, we've got a couple of bands who start playing at 5.30 for our 7.30 kick, and they're going to keep going until it's time for them to sing the national anthem. So there's going to be some fun um, pieces about all of that. Listen, we're parking all over the place, so expect to walk down a sidewalk. You will be walking down a sidewalk, but we'll be kind of all over the place getting um, getting folks in, um, parking up and down Tormenta Way and at the clubhouse, which is nearby. And the overflow is, 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 is the university's campus which is just how close we are um, to get you through the sidewalks and, and crosswalks there. Um, you know, there's a lot of lights that come on. There's a lot of digital boards. If, if you, if you, <laughs> if you like that kind of stuff, the other night I was, I had sort of underplayed the value of the sunset. Um, and from all indications, the weather's going to give us another amazing uh, sunset filled with lots of uh, Tormenta magenta hues. But, you know, once we start going, it's really going to be about um, we've got to win. We've got to get some points. We're coming down the stretch, and we have not taken our minds off of, of that. I think we have a chance to clinch a playoff spot with three points this weekend. But, quite frankly, our eyes are more at the top of the table than those that are chasing us. And the way that things are, for those that don't know, USL League One is probably the personification of consistent crazy when it comes <laughs> – to soccer here in the United States, because if you have, and like the, the, like Northern Colorado, where they've had a lot of midweek weekend, just mm -hmm. to play catch up because of weather, you have a good week. You have a six point week. You can rock it from below the playoff line to above the playoff line in a hurry. And, and right now you've got 
Uh, you've got a group that is, and I'm trying to do math here on a Friday morning, which well, is while you're doing the math, there's no teams that have been eliminated yet. And there's only three games left. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you're looking at seven points, just as an example, mm-hmm. five points separating six teams, two through seven of which you're right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And seven points separating eight teams from two through eight right now, South Georgia Tormenta with a handful of matches to go. You are a point out of second, mm-hmm. 11 wins. And so you're you're a part of this madness right now from two through the playoff bar because say somebody behind you wins like Chattanooga, they get to 40 points. That's their 11th win in their 28th match. It, it, it is crazy. And what we like to do every week is kind of do like review preview stuff here at SDH. But League One, how do you keep your wits about you as an owner and a president knowing that it is at 78 RPMs as a league, and I just dated myself with that reference, every single week of the every single week of the season, it is nuts. And I think that it's underrated in its nutsness. Um, I'm honest, other than like other people that claim they don't check the table. I check it about six times a day just to yeah, see, man. just to see if it's uh if it's moved. We're pretty lucky. We get to play uh Richmond this weekend, so we can we can grab three points from them. We're really close. And then we get to play Omaha and then we get to play Chattanooga. So everybody is, is right there for us because our games on Sunday, everybody else will have played. Um, so it's going to be even more in the, um, in the limelight, but you know, if fans like playoff races and playoff hunts, they're welcome because this league gives it to you each year. You know, when you look at, uh, you look at things now. Let me ask you this: When it comes to the light show, is there actually a Tormenta filter where it's the Tormenta Magenta filter that's a part of of the lights that go around? Um, absolutely, and stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I had to ask the light specific stuff going with the Tormenta mm-hmm. colors. I mean, when you, I mean, it, it is just even the poles are Tormenta, by the way. Okay, all the right. Light poles are uplit and everything, and at nighttime. Uh, when we keep them on, they they stay, they they stay. You can make them any color. We prefer the we prefer Tormenta Magenta. Okay, uh, you know, and, and understood. You know, when you when you look at all of this, and you look at the the development and the growth of the league, the development and the growth of what you're seeing there at Tormenta, the, the growth and development of all of the partners in the league, where uh, Greenville is trying to to find their own facility and do what you're doing there. Chattanooga is doing the same thing yeah. that you're doing up at CHI Memorial. Uh, you're really trying to create legacy properties and legacy ideas. It's not just playing as a franchise and yeah, we're here, we're doing our thing. I mean, Richmond renovated city stadium and they've got mm-hmm. their traditional six thirty kick. There's always that one element that seems to be attached to teams in USL league one, where they want to be legacy partners in their communities and in the leagues themselves. I don't think it works any other way. I, I hope, I mean, not to overstate it, but I hope our stadium becomes as well known to people locally as city hall does as the, any other place of establishment you have to build. It's we're, we're, we're building an institution and we've, we've got to think of it that way. Otherwise it doesn't work in our communities. Um, you mentioned a whole bunch of stadiums that I love to go to. Greenville's got some fun plans. I really like what Chattanooga's um, putting together and they've been building it out in phases. And, but two of my favorite places to go are also the oldest stadiums in the league and, and, and Madison, which was built in the twenties and renovated in the forties. Um, and at Richmond, you're right about, city stadium they've done a, a great job what if it's a great place to to go and play so 
when 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 our communities have their flavors and when they have their 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 identities, we know we're we're growing something and not just playing not just playing matches and keeping scores. How much pressure, I guess, do you put on yourself as a community steward to make sure that you and the Tormenta organization get it right down there in South Georgia? All of it. Um, I think that's it keeps me up at night. You want you've got to get that part right. I think that's the driving piece behind it. Um, clearly, you have the individuals um, who work for us, and we have those responsibilities for. But um, when you claim you're doing something for the community, you better be good at it. Um, and when you're really good at it, everybody will support you. And if you you sort of misstep along the way, that pressure, which you know, if you're really good at this, you think pressure is a a, a privilege to be able to, um, to, to get, um, but you gotta get it right. You have to get it right. What's it like. And, uh, uh I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to just say that Pinto re is in on the Twitch pitch this morning. Okay. And, and the question is, what does it mean for Tormenta to play their 100th match in league one at Tormenta stadium? Wow, I love that. I didn't even know it was our 100th match. Well done. There's math um, involved on this show. <laughs> I didn't even do it. That is fantastic. Well, it just got even got even more special. Um, I get so consumed with each game. Um, sometimes it's hard to look past the next one and realize we're on a plane to get to Omaha in about five days, just for the <laughs> one after that. Um, what a cool thing. That's, wow, 100. Well, we better win it. We can't screw this thing up. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a centurion now in USL League One, and, and you get to to have that moment. So I guess, yeah. you know, are, are you going to have like special C's put on the like for you know the the 100 and the Roman numeral? You're going to put C's where you know we have the captain C like on hockey sweaters. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have like a centurion C on the back, like in Roman numerals kind of stuff. Well, if we don't, we'll we'll be behind, won't we? <laughs> just keep adding just keep adding eyes for your subsequent yeah, matches at home right. on the 15th. well it's really cool that you pointed all out and that's great and what's the twitch pitch doing it for me i'm just sitting here Edlund's, looking at conversation our man. fans our fans are on it yeah and, and everybody yeah, he, yeah definitely ep is on it definitely doing yeah. the math this morning i will grant you that um Listen, we can't wait to play. Sometimes we can overanalyze and overintellectualize everything. It can just be fun. And for it to be fun, it has to be sustainable, sustainable. And and hence the need for for stadiums and infrastructure and all of that. Um, and when you get those pieces down and you get them get them linked, then you really get to enjoy the the crazy part that comes with um, with with trying to win. We are going to have our hands full on Saturday in that 100th match in the first match ever, um, you know, Rob, Ucrop and and the folks at Richmond are, are, are what league, great league partners for us to have for this first match, but make no mistake about it. Their greatest joy will be to come in here and to beat us. And our greatest joy will be to smash them and, and to send them back. Um, so, you know, three points, we're all feeling great. Um, you drop points and then you're, 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 you ask questions and, and, and how we answer them. But, um, but, you know, today on the Friday before the weekend, we're, we're all about the excitement and, and what the fan experience is going to be like, you know, just talking to the players and the coaches, I was um, probably understating just how big of a deal it was for them to have that experience the other night too. And the fact that you are, you're, you're you're creating this legacy property and the, the legacy idea. I mean, it's once again, you had with USLW, you had players from Effingham County that's were a part of this. 
you've got the Bullock, you've got Savannah, you've got Vidalia. You're getting all of this reach and interest there in the footprint to prove and to, to remind everyone mm-hmm. that the game is universal and it doesn't matter. Uh, what's what's the what's the phrase it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog listen one of my great quotes i've probably shared it with you before jeff comes from that great philosopher in uh disney's films ratatouille mm-hmm. says great chefs can come from anywhere mm-hmm. which is just code for greatness can itself can come from anywhere great soccer players can come from anywhere why not from bullet county why not from tatnall why not from Chatham, there's nothing magical about where lots and lots of people congregate all the time. Um, it just it's just more more people, and so um, we're going to keep finding where those great folks are. We had trialists here um, on Wednesday playing with us that um, you know flew in from Europe just to be with us for a week so that we could watch them. Um, that's when you know folks are paying attention. I assume that you have something on your cell phone akin to an international data plan that has unlimited minutes to where, you know, you're you're not uh, having to pay like nine gazillion dollars a month for your cell phone bill. I pay it all right here. Um, and it's uh, it's a flat charge. It's easier to budget that way. Because <laughs> I, I mean, you know, once once again, I mean, you're bringing guys like Keziah Sterling who mm-hmm. have who have ties to the, the Spurs program and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean. For you, what's it like to be dealing with something on an international scale from Statesboro, Georgia? I mean, you, you look at your phone mm-hmm. sometimes, you'll sit there and you're probably looking and you're going, okay, that's a zero and a country code <laughs> I don't know. And what's it what's it like to have to, to deal mm-hmm. with it internationally from Statesboro, Georgia? And what's the initial response from the mm-hmm. other stuff? We worked really hard for folks to be able to call us. So um, that part is is quite complimentary. Um, scopes, scope starting to change, um, a bit. Um, I think a lot of Europe and elsewhere, but especially Europe has seen, um, that the American, um, soccer landscape is real. Um, it's different than it was 15 years ago, much less five. Um, and certainly those folks are, are paying attention and it's a viable path, um, to lots of places. And because of that, because there's so many good players around the world, um, clearly Tormenta looks appealing to him. Because um, Aya's uh, success with us this year um, is certainly getting lots of attention being paid to it, and and as a result, it's 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 paying rewards of, of people that want to come and and show us what here we we have a luxury of having a line um, to choose from these days. Mm-hmm. Still got to keep winning. Um, that's that's the that's also critical. When it comes to the next things to check off the to-do list, I mean, as you and I are, are looking at, mm-hmm. at each other in, in our studio setups here, I know that probably somewhere either off to your left or your right or on that phone that's got the international minutes is the continual to-do list because Sunday is great for you as and uh, Nitra and everyone that's attached to this franchise, but you all know that there's more work to do. It's like the lead up and everything. Mm-hmm. Today is like you said, that day where you get released early from school and you can kind of just hang out for a little bit <laughs> and enjoy things. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, you're kind of ramping up to Sunday, but you're still in a season. You're still in a chase. You're still trying mm-hmm. to, to get postseason berths in a crazy league. 
and you're still trying to build that that next idea and continue building a stadium and a facility and a footprint, there is no rest for you. So what is next mm-hmm. while you're trying to juggle all of these chainsaws? And we're still reloading for next year and the year after that because you have to do all of that at once. Um, listen, there's a lot of a lot of more amenities to the stadium to add. Um, there's our um, residential portion and the condos, um, the four stories that they'll build. There's the the craft brewery and uh, music venue. That's another four stories that sits right next to that in the corner. Um, and and then there's our our, our suites and even um, and more retail to come. So the place is going to be built out. Um, it's our own little battery Atlanta here in Statesboro. Um, and, uh, now, you know, that part has to get going. We had to really push it so we can get these games in this season. And then we'll start picking up a bit more um, with that as we, as we go, um, Tormenta stadium and, until it's named something else is, is going to constantly evolve, um, for a bit. And so everybody stay tuned. Uh, Edwin Pintor back in on the Twitch pitch. He says per the trialist, when I picked them up from the airport last Saturday, quote, Tormenta is a place that helps you grow and makes you fall back in love with the game. You can mm. go straight to MLS or come here and adapt to the game in America, end quote. Hashtag pros are here. Mm. Well done, Edwin. And, and, and Edwin's top shelf. We're lucky to have Edwin here, much less people like Kaziah. We know when you hear that straight from players, you don't have to you don't have to say it as, as owners because the players are, are, are saying it and, and they're um, putting their money where their hopes and aspirations are and, 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 and flying long distances to, to give us a chance to do it. And our technical staff with Ian Cameron and, um, and, and his crew um, just really believes in the same kinds of things that we all do. Let's, let's give people a look. Let's see, let's see what we learn from somebody in person. All right, uh, break down the weekend one more time. Uh, for those that don't have tickets, they can, I guess, kind of hang out. on the. I, I have this vision of folks literally parking on the street above the stadium, tailgating and looking over the temporary press box onto the field. I have this, this vibe already in my head for Sunday of how this is going to look. It's going to be an event, so break down the event. Well, I like that start. I'm sure people are going to figure out whether tailgating is going to going to happen because um, they're going to create fans have got to create their own new traditions when you get a new venue, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, Edwin and I will be there at eight a.m. On, on <laughs> because we can't do some of the stuff we would do because we got to let Hurricane Ian get by. It's mm-hmm. the rain isn't hitting us, but it's blowing very hard outside. Um, and um, thankfully, it's just it's just that, and, and it's not when we can't we can't handle. Um, Early test for your drainage system. Uh, yes, that's the one piece that'll be nice to see. It, it can handle Hurricane Ian. I have no worries about that. It could take 10, 12 inches and, and we'd be ready to go in just okay. a few minutes. All right. Um, listen, it's going to be great fun. I'm, I'm sort of curious to be quite frankly, Frank, John, I'm, I'm curious to see how all the fans enjoy themselves. I hope they'll get there early and um, you know, listen to the, the bands we have. Um, for them and, and watch us warm up and watch the sunset and, and it'll be time to um, time to rock and roll. All right. Well, uh, full disclosure, I figure I'll go ahead and let you know now it is my plan to come down for the regular mm. season finale on the 15th. Great. Um, what a, what an event that's going to be. We're going to have Chattanooga in town and, and both of us are going to be desperate for uh, getting some wins there. Can't wait to, can't wait to host you, John. 
All right. Well, looking forward to Darren Van Tassel, uh, co-owner and president of South Georgia Tormenta. Say hi to everybody down there. Looking forward to seeing everything roll out on Sunday. Remember, it is pushed back a day because of Hurricane Ian down there in Statesboro. Massive event for not just the franchise, but for the region and for the sport. Darren, thanks for hanging out with us here at SDH. We'll be keeping an eye. Good luck this weekend. Stay safe, and we'll catch Mm. up with you soon, my friend. Yeah, thanks, John. Your fans are going to be pumped. i got to let them know now you're going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Thanks again, D. All right, be well. Cheers. DVT hanging out with us here on Soccer Down Here. So great to catch up with him. And I can't – I cannot – state this enough that this is a fantastic moment for south georgia not just for the franchise but for the region and how things are continuing to grow and evolve there as well uh i know that uh a hurricane ian might take on different meanings this season next definitely especially if things aren't going ian cameron's way when it comes to what's going on on the field for south georgia tormenta but it was an absolute no-brainer to reach out to uh uh, Edwin Pintor, the director of communications down there at South Georgia Tormenta to get DVT to come on and, and uh, break everything down. It's going to be an event on Sunday in Statesboro for South Georgia Tormenta. And thanks once again to everybody down there at, at uh, Tormenta USL League One that uh, lets us have uh, the coverage that we do every single season and really every single week when it comes to USL League One. Okay. Time for the rest of the preview and all the news and everything that's going on. We do have some news out of the Premier League. We'll get into uh, viewing habits, viewing schedule, uh, preview the weekend, and we'll try to do that here in the next half hour for you. Once again, pack, pack, pack show. Thanks to Michael Parkhurst and our friends at Beyond Goals. Uh, that segment, this segment with Darren that we just completed and the weekend whip around will all be available individually later today on the network. You can listen to this show in its entirety if you've got a long drive or something and you're heading to a high school football game or if you're heading to a a game in USL Championship or League One. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rowdies game got pushed back a day, I believe, at Al Lang because of conditions. So uh, just keep an eye on your favorite teams. Uh, Obviously, uh, thoughts and just the best vibes and all the love possible to everybody in uh, Charleston because it looks like the the line between them and Myrtle Beach is going to be where Ian is going to be making landfall. So we'll keep an eye on the battery and everything at Patriots Point. So uh, once again, thanks to everybody at South Georgia Tormenta for uh, uh, opening up the curtain. And uh, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on stuff uh, going forward with them. And so, yeah, it is my plan to be down in uh, Statesboro on the 15th to uh, see the regular season finale and to, to see for myself what it looks like down there with uh, South Georgia Tormenta. All right, let's get into... Uh, viewing habits and news and other stuff from across the pond will get you into the uh, other things that are going on today. Uh, soccer on TV. All right, let's get into that. CPL after dark, 10 o'clock is on FS2, Pacific and Edmonton. Uh, ESPN Deportes, Liga MX Femenil, Tijuana and Toluca at 6. ESPN Plus, very, very busy today. 2.40, the uh, Upeler League. Uh, Standard Liège is at 240. Bundesliga is at 220. Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen. Bundesliga B. Uh, Hanover and Hamburg is at 1230. The Championship, 3 o'clock. Hull, Hull and Lutentown. Uh, La Liga Santander at 3. Athletic Club and Almeria. Uh, Liga MX Feminil, 730. Tijuana and Toluca. They've got the one match in MLS. On the plus at Toronto FC and Inter-Miami. They have men's soccer starting at 7, going all the way through midnight. Women's soccer starts at four 
all the way through midnight. Flow FC has uh, Big East, Butler and Marquette. Paramount Plus has uh, the Primera División in Argentina with four matches, doubleheader at 6, doubleheader at 8.30. We'll get into those numbers as well in just a little bit in the NWSL San Diego and North Carolina FC. That one is at 10 o'clock. So that's your soccer on TV today. Let's get into uh, all of the juice boxes for all of the activity going on today, and we will uh, wander through that for a little bit, try to give you the highlights there. Uh, It is... Activity in the Middle East, uh, North Africa, and Eastern Europe going on right now. A lot of the lower division stuff in Central and South America is going on uh, as well. Getting in through the morning, you've got regional leagues in uh, Eastern Europe continuing and getting in through the noon hour. Once again, still a lot of uh, Eastern Europe lower division uh, material, regional leagues. And coming in through the 1 o'clock hour, still you've got National League stuff. Let's get into the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, Premier League 2, and remember the Premier League kicks back in this weekend with some derbies. We'll get into those coming up in just a little bit. Serie B, Cosenza and Como, for those who follow the Italian game at 2.30. You have uh, League Two at 2:45 in England. Like I said, Jason can do it. I can't. His voice is more conducive to the the prolonged England. Uh, Hull and Luton Town. We mentioned that one. Luton Town is a road favorite at a plus 134. Angers and Marseille or League Uh, That's at three. You have uh, Portugal. You're getting into Western Europe at that point. Liga Profesional in Argentina is at six. Tigre and Aldosivi. Tigre is a big home favorite, north of minus 300. Estudiantes and Colón Santa Fe. Estudiantes is a minus 119. Once again, uh, Fanatis, fntz.co slash soccer down here and Paramount Plus for the game in Argentina. Liga MX Femenil is at 605. Cruz Azul on the minus side at Caretoro. Uh, MLS uh, juice box numbers changed a little bit since we did the weekend whip around early. Toronto FC is a plus 110. Your draw is a plus 297. Inter-Miami is a plus 200. Uh, Liga MX at uh, 8 o'clock. Puebla, Club America. Club America is a plus 104. Puebla is a plus 227. At home, your draw is a plus 270. Feminil has, uh, Liga Feminil has Tijuana and Toluca. Tijuana at 8 is a minus 122 at home. Uh, Gimnasio Jujuy and San Martin in the Primera. Uh, Union de Santa Fe and Newell's. Union de Santa Fe is a plus 112 at home against Newell's. Rossing Club of minus 149, hosting Rosario Central. Uh, we mentioned uh, CPL After Dark, Pacific FC, big home favorite at a minus 278. Liga MX, it is a Juarez at a minus 103, hosting Pumas at a plus 258. San Diego Wave is a home favorite against North Carolina Courage at a minus 104. And uh, in USL Championship, 10 o'clock, New Mexico United, a plus 121 at Cashman Field. That has flipped since earlier this week. Uh, New Mexico United is now a road favorite at a plus 121. Vegas Lights was an early home favorite. That has basically reversed since that line first came out. Vegas Lights are at a plus 186. So uh, that's your numbers for juice boxes for today. Let's get you into the Premier League for this weekend. There's some news out of the Premier League as well. Uh, Possible ownership changes. We mentioned Bill Foley and uh, the possibility of the Bournemouth buyout for 150 million pounds. 
There's talk of Everton. We'll get into the details in that in just a little bit tomorrow. Very, very busy day in the Prem. Seven matches. Arsenal and Tottenham. Arsenal at home is a plus 110, 7.30 in the morning. 10 o'clock, you have five matches. Bournemouth, a home dog against Brentford. Brentford's a plus 121. Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Chelsea is a road favorite at a minus 111. Fulham, home dog to Newcastle at a plus 137. Liverpool, home favorite against Brighton at a minus 270. Southampton, home favorite at a plus 120 against Everton. Everton's a plus 245. Your draw is about the same. Your 12-30 match is West Ham and Wolves. West Ham is a minus 103, and Wolves are a plus 318 because they have no offense. Your draw is a plus 248. Sunday, two matches. Manchester Derby, Manchester City is a minus 278. Manchester United is basically a plus 700 in the composite. Your draws a plus 480. Leeds is a home favorite at Ellen Road against Aston Villa. Leeds a plus 139. Villa is north of plus 200. Your draw is basically a plus 250. Monday night football, it is Leicester and Nottingham Forest. Leicester is a minus 132 at the King Power. Nottingham Forest is north of plus 340. Uh, Looking at uh, other action in and around the uh, larger leagues in Europe, uh, Ligue 1, you have uh, Angers and Marseille today. Marseille, Marseille is a road favorite at a minus 128. Rennes is a home as a road favorite tomorrow at Strasbourg. PSG, no surprise. They're uh, basically a minus 600 at home going up against Nice. And you also have six ma- uh, seven matches in Ligue 1 currently slated for your Sunday. One at 7 o'clock Eastern time, four at 9 o'clock, one at 11.05 with Monaco and Nantes. Monaco, a large home favorite and Lens and Lyon, basically juice boxers threw a blanket over the whole thing, uh, both teams within the margin of error against each other. So it looks like Lens and Lyon, they're looking at that one as a draw before they kick back in on the following weekend. Uh, let's see, looking at other activity in Italy, Serie A juice boxes, uh, Napoli home favorite tomorrow against Torino in the early game at 9, enter a plus 106, as Roma visits town, as AS Roma visits town at a plus 268, 245, Empoli and Milan, AC Milan is a minus 164. Six matches on your Sunday. Lazio, big home favorite, hosting Spezia. Lecce, home favorite against Cremonese. Sampdoria, home favorite against Monza. Sassuolo, home favorite against Salernitana. Atalanta on the minus side at a minus 102, hosting Fiorentina. Juve at a minus 190, hosting Bologna. Monday afternoon, Verona and Udinese. Udinese is a road favorite at a plus 127. Looking at uh, Germany, and once again, the biggest surprise in the Bundesliga so far in the standings is Union Berlin. Union Berlin, top of the table after seven matches at 17 points. Haven't lost yet. Two points clear of Dortmund, three points clear of Freiburg. Bayern Munich right now fifth after seven matches. After three draws, they lost their last time out. Goal difference. As, uh, after a large win to start the season at a plus 13. But right now, five points back, seven matches in to uh, Union Berlin. So some of the heavyweights, Bayern Munich today at 230, hosting Bayer Leverkusen at a minus 263. Uh, Union Berlin, road dog, going to Eintracht Frankfurt at a plus 223. Eintracht Frankfurt at a plus 127. Uh, Leipzig, big home favorite, hosting Bochum. Uh, Wolfsburg, home favorite against Stuttgart. Werder Bremen, bit of a road dog. Juice boxes are within the margin of error with them and Borussia Mönchengladbach. 
Hertha Berlin is a home dog at Hoff, with Hoffenheim. Schalke on the minus side, uh, hosting Augsburg. Schalke a minus 101. Let's go into Spain, get you the juice boxes there before we get into all of the news of the day. In La Liga, Atletico Bilbao on the minus side today at 3 o'clock going up against Almeria. You could probably catch that one on uh, BN or on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, if I remember my contracts correctly, once again, ESPN Plus pretty much has everybody, so that'll be your starting point. Tomorrow, it is Atletico Madrid road favorite at Sevilla at 12.30 at a plus 150. On Sunday, Real Madrid hosting Osasuna, large favorite, no surprise, almost at a minus 300. And uh, Rayo Vallecano is a home favorite on Monday afternoon football hosting Elche. All right, news that is uh, from uh, all of... Uh, what we know in the English theater uh, going quickly, trying to find what's going on with the uh, papers uh, quickly. Farhad Mashiri's in talks to sell Everton for around 400 million pounds. We'll keep an eye on that one. Financial times uh, to real estate investor, Maciek Kaminsky and his own, uh, his own group progress reported to have been made in recent days. So it's looking like possibly 400 million pounds, Farhad Mashiri selling to American real estate investor Maciek Kaminsky. Uh, the Times uh, has stuff that's outside the world of soccer, avoiding the three-letter paper. Daily Star, David De Gea is planning showdown talks with Manchester United boss Eric Ten Hag over his future. De Gea's deal expires next summer. United are yet to make a call on whether to trigger the 12-month extension as they keep an eye on Atletico Madrid's Jan Oblak. Paul Scholes admits he never will be tempted to enter the managerial ranks again after that uh, nightmare spell he had at Oldham Athletic, avoiding the four-letter paper. Daily Mirror, uh, Chelsea is going to begin interviews for their sporting director role next week with at least four candidates available. Uh, Paul Pogba says his heart led him back to Juve after three years back at Manchester United, which he admits did not go as he hoped. Frankie de Jong's future at Barca could be affected by the club's pursuit of Wolves midfielder Ruben Neves who is ironically also a target for DeJong's suitors, Manchester United. Calvin Ramsey is in full training with Liverpool, and the summer signing from Aberdeen could be in line to make his first-team debut during 13 games in the next six weeks, so keep an eye on Liverpool. Daily Telegraph, Cristiano Ronaldo set to start Manchester United's derby clash with rival City because of a striker shortage at Old Trafford. Harry Kane being forced to wait on a new boot deal with Nike as the company is prioritizing trying to re-sign Erling Holland, whose previous contract has, ex uh, has expired and has seen him wear a mixture of footwear this year. Uh, Leicester City Chairman Iowat Srivadhana Prabha, sorry, I just call him Top, is flying in for their big clash with local rivals Nottingham Forest as doubts continue to swirl about the future of manager Brendan Rodgers. I know next we've talked about this. We'll see what happens with Brendan Rodgers. I imagine it's going to be sooner rather than later. Uh, British Medical Association Board of Science Chair Professor David Strain has criticized Tottenham and Liverpool after they announced commercial deals with Coca-Cola on Thursday. Okay. Daily Express, Leeds United target Bamba Dieng is reported to have cried with rage after his deadline day move to Nice was scuppered by a failed medical. Guardian, uh, Salford, and this is in the lower divisions, uh, oh, it's in rugby. So I thought it was lower divisions, but it's rugby. So we'll keep going. Uh, daily record. Giannis Haji may not be back in the Rangers lineup until 2023 because of a slow recovery from an ACL injury, according to his father, George Haji. Remember him from uh, Romania's charge in the World Cup. Uh, Scottish son. 
Andy Walker expects there to be interest in Rangers winger Ryan Kent in January, but doesn't see uh, the side getting anything like the $15 million they might have expected when he was in top form, 15 million pounds. Hibbs planning more contract talks with New Scotland International Ryan Porteous next week, but appreciate the debut for Steve Clark's side. Makes their position that much tougher. So that is your tour of the papers. Let's see if there's anybody that we missed when it comes to any other storylines that are out there. Um, Wolves and Portugal midfielder Ruben Neves seen by Barca as a long-term target to replace Busquets, according to Sport. Chelsea want to sign Inter Milan's Dutch international wingback Denzel Dumfries. Inter would sell for around 44 million pounds, according to Calcio Mercato Web. Uh, Real Madrid will attempt to sign uh, João Cancelo for Manchester City, also planning a move for uh, Erling Haaland in 2024, according to AS. Haaland's father uh, has suggested Haaland might only spend two or three seasons with Manchester City before moving to Spain. That's from the Times newspaper. Newcastle United have made uh, Leicester City uh, England midfielder James Madison and his team at Yuri Tielemans. They've got him in their sights for 2023. From the Times, a Premier League all-star side could play combined teams from rival leagues such as La Liga or the Bundesliga under plans being considered by club executives. Uh, remember what Todd Bowley said about all-star games. Football insider Aston Villa, have, uh, Aston Villa have no intention of letting Emmy Martinez leave in January. Manchester United among the clubs interested. Never say never, especially when it comes to a price. Everybody's got their price. Just ask Ted DiBiase. Uh, Manchester United, Southampton, Everton. Remain keen on PSV, Eindhoven, and Netherlands forward Cody Gakpo, 23, could make a move during the January window, according to football transfers. Tottenham's uh, Antonio Conte has dismissed reports linking him with a return to Juve as disrespectful, in quotation marks, and insists he's very happy at Spurs. That comes from the Evening Standard. Uh, Brighton planning to hold contract talks with uh, Leandro Trossard and Alexis McAllister. That's from our friends at The Athletic. Newcastle United sign. Now, Grant Kowal from Central Coast Mariners, we've been discussing that with BAM about how that is a great pickup for Newcastle. Aston Villa's French defender Morgan Sanson would have moved to Espanyol, but his paperwork only came through 15 minutes after the transfer window closed earlier this month. That comes from us at L'Equipe. Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea interested in Chile and Universidad de Chile midfielder Dario Osorio with Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, and Wolves also keeping an eye on the 18-year-old. Liverpool weighing up a move for Egypt and Pyramids winger, winger Ibrahim Adel with Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, and Forrest, all Forrest also interested on the 21-year-old. That's from 90 minutes. And one more piece of competition, Juve facing competition from Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, AC Milan, and Barcelona for the signature of Marco Asensio after the 26-year-old declined a contract extension with Real Madrid. That comes from our friends at Calcio Mercato. Whew. All right. Uh, let's see if there's anything else that I've missed. I don't think I have. All right. So before we go, once again, uh, reminder on the start for Atlanta United and for New England Revolution. They are one of the early games on Saturday. So. One thirty revs in Atlanta United, one o'clock pregame, 92.9 the game with Mike and Jason. Post-game show after, don't know how long it's going to be, depending on what time the, the flight leaves uh, Providence or wherever they land. My guess is that they flew into Providence. Because either way, you're driving 45 minutes. You fly into Boston, you fly into Providence, you're still heading to the midpoint, which is Foxborough. So there you go. Uh, 1 o'clock pregame, 92.9 the game, and on the Odyssey app with Mike and Jason. Got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Once again, we know the scenarios. Mike will go through them once again for you. 
when it comes to uh, the six and the seven seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, three points, four points, no more from the folks that are above you as you're chasing. But as we talked to Michael Parkhurst, once again, it's about what you can control that is in front of you. We'll see what the response is from the Revs because they got nothing to play for right now. They can be a spoiler. They can sit there and act the spoiler. And right now, uh, they are at 38 points. They would need to win out and get a lot of help because they are two points behind Atlanta United. And so that's even less points, one point and two points from Orlando City and Inter-Miami in their last three matches. So that's a tall order for New England with only nine wins on the season and tiebreakers and all that kind of stuff. So... Lanny United chasing after win number 11 on a Saturday afternoon. We'll take you through it again on Monday, and we will be back here for Reaction Monday, whatever the reaction is on your part. Thanks for hanging out with us during the international break, as we as you always do. Thanks for hanging out with me, and uh, thanks for hanging out here at SDH and being a part of the SDH family. So uh, be safe once again. Keep an eye on the uh, app for all the individual segments to be posted later today. Nico Moreno with the Thursdays with Nico on a Friday. That'll be up later this afternoon as well. And if you're into trophy games and rivalries on the OSG sports side of things, we've got an interview with uh, Division II head coach Atiba Bradley from Missouri Southern as they get ready for their big matchup against Pittsburgh State. So we got that on the college football side over at OSG Sports, available for iOS and Android and on your favorite podcatcher. So, uh, thanks for hanging out with us on a very, very busy Friday. A lot going on as everybody gets back in the swing of things. Big news in Statesboro. Matches on Sunday. Emiliano Terzaghi and the Richmond Kickers come to town. Very, very cool stuff going on down there in South Georgia with South Georgia Tormenta. And thanks to them. Thanks to Michael Parkhurst. And thanks to you. Mucha platial. And since it is the end of the show and the end of a week, that means I get to do this. 